Everyone has that one goal, that thing they want to prove, not to other people, but to themselves. Then right when you think you could actually do it, cancer. And that goal is still within reach. I would know. I'm about to run my first ever marathon with my two best friends. Three years after having cancer. At least we look good in these shorts. Woo! Let's get it, guys. You, keep making plans. Visit ohiohealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I wanted to talk about you get more of what you got, so make it what you want. I know that sounds a little broken English probably, but you know, it is what it is. (laughs) That's what you get here and we don't throw fit. But basically what that is in a nutshell is, I mean, again, like a lot of topics on this podcast, I've I've mentioned over the years on YouTube and uh, other social media platforms. So I try to remember those things as they kind of bubble back up again um, in my life and my business and and put those here on the podcast so that they're a little bit easier to find um, title wise and so on and, and share it with the newest audience. I, sh- I should say that the newest group of folks that are, are listening and learning um, versus, you know, a lot of the folks way back in the day uh, on YouTube, they're just, you know, they're, they're above and beyond that past that, or they're not even, doing the same stuff anymore. So I'm just trying, this is where I keep things as relevant as possible because this is the most updated information here. Unless you're listening to this, you know, five years from now, this is 2023 here. So, but anyway, back on track. So what I mean by you get more of what you got, so make it what you want. Um, a couple examples. Um, it's, it, I mean, well, for one thing, it's kind of like the law of attraction, right? Um, those of you that have heard that before, it's, you, you just, you know, like equals like. So if you're putting a lot of positive energy out there, it's it's only inevitable that you're going to get some positive energy back. And the same thing with you just put a ton of negative energy out there, sooner or later it's going to come back to you as well. So um, just put as much positive stuff out there as you can, right? All right, podcast over. <laughs> no, um, it's not that short and sweet. But um, some real life examples here, real world examples for our lawn care business that we can also still, you know, in... in uh, Uh, put into practice for our personal lives as well is just that law of attraction. And for, for an example, um, if you have a bunch of weedy yards, for example, a lot of you could probably relate to this. That's why I use this example. If you have a lot of weedy yards, then you're going to continue to get weedy yards because the people that don't have weedy yards are most likely going to be not, you know, eager to have you come on their lawn after you just hack down some nasty weeds. Um, and especially if you didn't blow off your mower or do anything to make it look like you care about keeping, you know, things clean, they're just not going to want you on their property because you know, the, the perception there is, Oh man, you're just going to be bringing all these nasty weeds into my nice, beautiful yard. Um, so they're not even going to contact you. They're not, they're just, they're just going to think that you're just a guy or guys or girls that are taking care of these weedy yards. And I mean, rightfully so, because 
to a certain extent, you know, if you do go from a weedy yard right to a nice yard, I mean, that's it's it is you're just kind of tracking in some of the yucky weeds and things. And of course, if the yard's treated well and all that, then it's not going to be a big deal. But it's that perception. I, I know me personally, I wouldn't want to have someone roll up on my yard with, you know, a, a mower caked in mud and and they just got off of a, a weedy yard, you know, next door, or right down the street, you know. And they just roll on into my yard and just track in all that stuff into my yard. That's just, it's a perception, right? Um, and it's just, you got to remember that. So those people aren't, are going to steer clear of you. So if you are trying to be specific and you want to really get the higher end, nice, clean, you know, well-maintained lawns that are typically going to pay more, going to want more services from you. Not always, right? There's always exceptions. Some of those folks are cheap and they just want the cheapest person to come in and cut their grass for de- for decent and, and cheap rates and that's it. But the majority are going to want, you know, to keep up with the Joneses. And part of that is have a nice, clean, um, you know, rig and equipment show up um, with nice, clean, professional looking uh, team come out or one person come out and take care of their lawn and make it look nice. And they're going to want additional services potentially if you offer them and they're just going to want their property to look good. And you are a part of that property looking good, like you looking good. What I mean is, is a part of that property looking good. So by you being on a weedy yard, you might have them nicest looking setup. You might look super professional. Everything's matching and you're branded and you're looking beautiful and all that. And you're on a, a yard full of weeds and you're hacking it down, making it look decent compared to what it did before when you showed up. It's just, you know, that's not that's not part of what, what they're they're not gonna want you, you know, rolling up on their yard back to my original point. You you're not part of making their yard look nice because, you know, you you are coming off of a not nice looking yard. So again, if you want the nicer looking yards, remember that. If you just if if you allow yourself to get the the nasty yards then you're not going to be able to get the nice yards. You're just going to get more nasty yards because more of those people are just going to be like, oh, they cut that yard, they can cut mine too. And they're probably pretty cheap too. And it's just this whole perception thing. And, you know, you at the end of the day are probably just trying to grow your business, right? And, and just take on the work that you know you can get done. And you might not even be thinking about these things, but perception is everything. The, the, those people's perception, potential customers, current clients' perception, is your reality at the end of the day, because it doesn't matter what you're intending, what you're thinking, you know, they're, they're perceiving whatever they're perceiving. Like another example, um, I've, and I've done all these things in the past. That's why I learned from experience. I'm sharing this with you guys. Um, say somebody's looking for a bargain, you know, or their mower broke down and you know, they, 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 it's in the shop and it's going to be ready next week or something, but the grass has gotten so overgrown. They just want you to, as cheap as possible, hack it down, make it look halfway decent. They don't want edging or trimming or any of that. Just, you know, mow and blow any of the excess clippings off so that you don't leave, you know, everything covered in grass, but they don't care about the edging and the trimming and whatever. They just want you to blow through it real quick in and out as cheap as possible. And, you know, a lot of times you might think, okay, well, uh, you know, it's, it's right here, you know, cause usually it's, it's when you're like taking care of a regular property and then the, some neighbor or someone down the street walks up to you or drives up to you and asks you to give them a quote to just do all that, to do that bare minimum for their property. And you might think, okay. And they're like, Oh, I'll pay you cash. Right. That's always how it goes. Right. They think they're going to lure you in with paying you cash, which 
I'm sure that works, you know, but really at the end of the day, what is paying you cash accomplishing? It's not helping you grow your business. It's not growing your reputation. It's not branding anything. You're just getting some extra cash in your pocket that you're not going to deposit and you can just use to get McDonald's or to take, you know, your kids out for something to eat or, or who knows what. I mean, maybe it's perfectly, you know, great intentions that you're you're going to use that cash for. But at the end of the day, you should be depositing all your money into your bank account so that it's all accounted for, for, you know, ultimate revenue. So you can know your numbers, you can track these things, obviously for tax purposes. So you're being on the up and up and not falling into any of those bad um, habits and get, get caught, you know, later on down the road, get caught with your pants down with that scenario. We work, we have to pay taxes. That's just the way it goes. That's capitalism. But anyway, I digress. Um, You know, you don't want to fall for that, that trap of like, oh yeah, I'll pay cash. Like it really doesn't matter if they pay you cash or not. In fact, I'd prefer, well, I guess I wouldn't prefer necessarily a check from someone I've never met before. Some rent in that, in that scenario, a check, it's like, is this even going to clear, you know, like, but at the end of the day, um, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. I'm not, I'm not a banker, so I'm going off topic here, but you know, I feel like if you deposit the check, then that's up to the bank to deal with the customer, you know, if their check bounce, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I get how cash has benefits, right? You know, it's some random person. All right, just give me the cash. Let's just go for it, whatever. But, and also above and beyond that, if you agree to that kind of scenario and people are driving by and they see you on the property, they see you finishing up the property or they see you leave the property and you got all your logos and branding and all that stuff. And they're like, man, he didn't, he didn't really do the best job in the world. Like they just, he just mowed and blowed and, 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 and left. He didn't edge trim. Like what's up with that? If, if they even pay attention to that, but if they do, they're going to think that maybe you're half ass in the job. They don't know what kind of arrangement that you have with their random neighbor that they probably never talked to because their yard's always out of control. And those kind of people don't commute, don't usually like hang out, you know? So they, they don't know that kind of arrangement. They don't know that this person's just cheap or they're just on a budget or they're just looking for a quick fix while their mower gets repaired, you know, next week or something. So it's just one of those things that you have to th- think about these, these perceived ideals because that's what's going to hurt or help your business if you are looking to grow your business and have a, a healthy professional business. So those are some examples of you get more of what of what you got. Um, so if you if you want really nice properties, then get really nice properties and say no to the to the to not so nice properties, so that you can keep attracting the nicer properties. Now a way uh, a way that I go about doing that, if you know, like especially with my route density and everything. Because not every just because you're in, in 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 a nice neighborhood, or just because you're in the same neighborhood, doesn't mean all of the yards are the same. Doesn't mean all the people are the same, right? There's cheap people and there's not so cheap people. There's people that care about the yard, people that don't, so on and so forth. So just because they all live in the same neighborhood doesn't mean anything. So you're still going to get those people that you know don't care about their yard. They just want you to hack it. You know, they're looking for someone really cheap to hack it down every once in a while to keep the HOA, you know, the homeowner association off their back and not sending them letters and threatening to find them and all that kind of stuff. But they, they don't really want any of the extra stuff. So the way that I get rid of those kind of people, because it's like, all right, we, we have a whole bunch of people on their street that are nice yards that we're maintaining every week. And then this random person wants with this, this terrible weedy lawn, either just moved in or they just, for whatever reason now want 
don't want to take care of it. They don't want to take care of it themselves once a month, even, or whatever they want, you know, someone else, whatever the reason is that they're trying to contact you. They just want you to hack their lawn down and, and they're right there on the same street. And you're like, oh yeah, that'd be easy. I mean, how can I say, well, how can I just justify saying no to this? Like, I, I can't say, sorry, you're out of my service area or all oh, my schedule's too full. I can't, you know, add on your 25 minute yard or whatever it is, you know, like, uh, it's, it's kind of hard, right? for me anyway, to justify that and to say that. And I don't want to lie to people either. And, and I don't also want to be mean and say, you know, your yard is trash. So I'm not going to take on, take, I'm not going to mow your yard. So I don't want to do that either because that could, that could, they, that person could get upset and blast you on Facebook and whatever, you know, talk about you at the, on the bus stop. Of course, that's all bad and slander and all that, but no one's going down those 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 roads to actually do anything about that. Just at the end of the day, it's going to hurt more whether you, you know, make a big deal. Um, if you go to war with somebody on social media, you know, if someone blasts you on social media and you try and go to war with them, like, Oh, they're full of it. And you know, their yard is really like this. And this is what they really said. And if you start going down all these, all those kind of paths, it, it's still, the damage is done. It's, it's, it's just ugly. You know, you don't want to even engage with those people. If anything, you just want to say, I apologize. I'm sorry. You feel this way. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do better or whatever, but you want to avoid that altogether because the damage will already be done. If people slay, even if they just completely made something up, give you a one star review, the damage is already done. It's, it's very difficult to get rid of that. It's very difficult to, to, um, erase that perception of people that saw those bad, that bad review or heard those bad comments, on social media. So you want to do whatever you can to avoid that. Sometimes you just can't. Welcome to another Toro Tuesday. This week, I wanted to focus on the Toro Multiforce D-Thatcher. So the D-Thatching attachment, I have also used this. This is a, a great um, add-on service or almost like a, a specialty service for your turf care clients. Um, it's great for spring cleanups. It's basically what it is. If you don't know uh, what even what even dethatching is, there's different machines that you can get for dethatching, powered machines, and it's basically like a big power rake, which just um, um, automatically instead of going you know walking around the the whole lawn with with an actual rake, you just get a machine that you can walk back and forth like a mower or an aerator or any of those kind of heavy duty walk behind machines, and it just does the raking for you. It just has tines that power its way through and kind of dig up any of the, the, uh, the debris, you know, leaves, little sticks, um, thatch, which is why it's called dethatcher. Thatch is just broken down plant material that just eventually kind of breaks down and creates like a little bit of a barrier, a layer, um, just above the soil down at the bottom of the grass blades. And what happens is when that gets too thick, in some areas, which can happen for various reasons. You know, if you're not cutting the grass properly and mulching up the grass clippings properly enough and it just, just accumulates, you're not blowing it off or cleaning it off. It eventually just gets matted down and it, it chokes out the grass. It prevents nutrients like water and, and air and sunlight and fertilizer or anything else from going, getting down into the soil because it just sits on top of that thatch and ends up just breaking down and absorbing into the dead thatch, which does no good for anything. Um, and like I said, it eventually kills the grass because it's just not getting the nutrients that it needs. So you'll start finding different patches throughout the lawn that are dying off. And, and a lot of that is because of thatch. And there may be other parts of the lawn that die off for other reasons, you know, maybe 
the neighbor's dog or people walking by their dogs are, you know, uh, relieving themselves on the lawn too many times, not people not cleaning up after them and so on. And that, that too much of those kind of bodily chemicals, you know, will burn the lawn or someone spills something, you know, too much fertilizer or weed killer or gasoline or anything. Um, or it's just, just, you know, dries out, you know, you just didn't do a good enough job watering, you know, certain sections of your lawn, or maybe, uh, you didn't know the sprinklers weren't facing the right way or we're just off a little bit. So it wasn't completely getting the full coverage in a certain area that you needed. And that grass dies off either way, whatever the reasons are that the grass may die off also without thatch, then that becomes thatch. That dead grass now becomes thatch. So all the dethatching methods are great ways of getting rid of all that thatch so you can expose the soil or just kind of clean up that grass area so that you can get nutrients down in there, whether you're fertilizing, you know, uh, like I said, air, sun, water, all that, just getting all that cleaned up. So doing this in the spring is a great time to really freshen up uh, the turf and get it ready to, to green up and bounce back quickly. Um, so it, it, it's just a great spring cleanup service. I've started offering this for my lawn care business. So now having this attachment for my Toro Multiforce makes it so much easier because I don't need to rent or buy a separate machine. I can just put this attachment onto um, the front of my, my Toro Multiforce and I can just go back and forth, basically raking the lawn. Um, so it's really helpful by using the patented the patented uh, tines um, that, that come down and you know, make contact with the, with the, the ground. And it just, like I said, lifts the thatch without damaging the healthy turf grass. It combs the matted grass, gives the lawn a clean hand raked appearance. So it's just one of those things that you can add on as a service. It's really helpful. I would say every lawn, you know, uh, similar to aeration will benefit from, from dethatching. So, this is a great attachment that you can use. It's very easy um, to use. It also folds up like the leaf plow so that you can store it easier when you, you know, drive the mower back into the trailer and so on. Um, and it, for all the visuals, as always, go ahead, if you want to see what it looks like and uh, potentially see it in action and so on, go ahead and click on the link in the episode description for Toro.com. That'll take you there fast. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. In this situation, I tell people, that I we we won't I won't mow their yard unless they sign up for our fertilization and weed control program. So fortunately, I you know I do that. I offer that as a service. I'm licensed and all that. So I've been doing that for years and years and years. So I can utilize that as a way to 
not only deter those people because most likely they don't want that. They just want you to hack down their weeds once or twice a month. Um, so it deters those people. And if it doesn't deter those people, then they sign up for that and then you can get their yard up to snuff. Now their yard's going to be looking nice, you know, in about a year later, depending on how bad it is. And you're getting more revenue out of it because now you're treating their yard and you get to, you know, that you're putting in the work to rehabilitate the yard, knowing that, you know, up to a year later, it's going to look great and match all the rest of the yards you take care of in the neighborhood. And everyone else is going to be, and, and it's a great advertisement for you because people are going to be like, holy cow, they, they really turned, you know, that business really, that company really turned that yard around. I thought that yard was always going to be full of weeds, you know, whatever. So just great advertisement. It's just a win, win, win all the way around with that. So but more, more times than not, it just deters those people. They're just like, oh, I'm not interested then. Never mind. And and then they go find somebody else. You know, they, they find Billy Bob or whoever, you know, they, they, they find Chuck, unfortunately, who, who is just trying to get after it. And he rolls in with his truck and pulls his mower out the back and he just gets after it for as cheap as possible. And maybe doesn't know any better or just is afraid to make the changes necessary to get his business to the next level. Or maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he's just a weekend warrior and he's just trying to get some extra cash for whatever. And he, he's all about that. And, and, you know, there's always going to be a need for that. There's always going to be people that want that. And that's why there's always going to be Chuck, you know, Chuck's around, unfortunately. Um, I say, unfortunately, but unfortunately for, you know, for the fact that they could be doing more and they could be doing better, making more money and they could be helping, you know, the industry, um, in a positive way, instead of keeping those people, those tire kickers around, you know, instead of forcing them to get, get over themselves and pay more money and be more, you know, appreciative and, and, and have more value or, or appreciate the value for all that work. You know, we just kind of, the people that, you know, the chucks and the trucks, unfortunately, they just enable that behavior and those type of people. So anyway, it's just up to us that aren't trying to be like that to stand our ground, draw the line in the sand and make sure that we do not go back on our ideals, our best practices, our standards, our, our company mission and so on. Like that one, like the one that I just said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to mow a bunch of weed. I'm not going to mow weedy yards unless they sign up for fertilization weed control and I can start treating that yard ASAP to get it up to snuff. So when people see us on that yard, they know that we are taking care of that yard and we're making it, we're, we're getting it, to, we're, we're rehabilitating that yard to not be a weedy yard. And then, and then it all works out and then you're not going to detract people. You're going to attract, you know, more of the same people that want their yard to look good. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the biz, biggest example there. Another example could be, um, not could be is employees, uh, from a totally different perspective here. Like say you, you know, this, unfortunately I've been, I've done this a few times. I've experienced this in my retail management days. And, you know, over the last few years, I've kind of fallen a little bit victim to this in, in short times here and there as well. I mean, we're all only human and it happens, especially through COVID and kind of feeling more desperate than, than, than other times of the uh, other time frames trying to find and keep, you know, good people. A lot of times we really, um, you know, made a lot of compromises and exceptions to employees that shouldn't have been employees, you know, at all or anymore, you know, like they're calling out or they're coming in late and you're like, well, are you going to be here tomorrow? Like, can you just come, come as close to on time as possible? Cause like at one point we were just like, just practically begging people to work with us, you know, so that we can get our stuff done, you know, and, and, and keep our business afloat. 
So unfortunately, the ball was really in their court and people just kind of just really took advantage of that and did whatever they wanted to do and expect to get paid more money than they deserved for doing barely anything, if anything. And it just really, and the problem is, what I'm saying is when you, when you have that, right, to the, you get more of what you got, when you have that in your, on your team, in your business, then it attracts more people more, more, more people that more employees like that, you know, they, they have friends or whatever. Also, it could lower the morale of your team, making them become more like that. Like, you know, now other employees start showing up late or calling out or not working as hard. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, if so-and-so can get, can get away with it or does it and seems like it seems like it's perfectly fine, you know, then then why am I busting my butt, you know, and even the best of the best, right. You can have your your A player, even your A players will become a B player when they're surrounded by C and D players. It's just, it's just the way it is. Uh, if they're like a, a leader, if they're, if it's like your, if your A player is a crew leader, which they should be, um, then that might be a little bit different. You know, it, it's kind of their job to make sure that they weed out the C and D players or see if they can bump them up to a B player. Um, maybe even get their B players to be the next, you know, crew leader, a players and stuff and so on. But, you know, there's really, um, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of times where you have a and B players that aren't crew leaders. They're just like, you know, like your full timers. They've maybe been, been working with you for many years. They don't, maybe don't have an interest in being a crew leader, but they just love being a part of the crew, you know, like, especially when it comes to like the hardscaping and landscaping. I know a lot of folks that have those long time full timers that have been around for many, many, many years, make a good salary and they're very skilled at their craft and they do a really good job and they have no interest in being the crew leader. Um, they're perfectly happy working with the crew leader that they have on the crew that they're in on. So, um, that's perfectly fine. And those folks typically are a players and B players. So a lot of times, you know, that the, those are the ones I'm talking about that will start to get, you know, deterred and, and, um, discouraged by the C and D players that you shouldn't really even have on your team. Like if you have a C player in your team, your goal should be to get them to be a B player as quickly as possible. Like if, if you're looking at them, we're kind of going to on a whole nother path topic here, but you know, if, if you, if you hire someone thinking and knowing, feeling that they're a C player, it should be because you are, you see the potential in them being a B player and maybe even a player because of maybe it's just lack of experience, you know, like you, like they have a, a B or a player type, you know, work ethic, personality, drive, motivation. They seem like a really good fit for you and your team, but maybe they're just lacking the experience. So they come in as a C player from experience wise, but they're hopefully will be a quick learner. They'll catch on and, you know, they'll do good and they'll quickly become a B player, um, you know, and, 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 and you'll be good to go. But you really shouldn't just be hiring a C player. That's like, you know, they just seem kind of rough around the edges and, you know, they got some experience. All right. I'm kind of desperate. I just need another person or whatever. And a couple more people, let's just throw them on the team and hope for the best knowing that, you know, they're probably not going to get any better than, than they are and, and not be a B player. Maybe if you're lucky, but maybe not most likely not those, you shouldn't even be put bringing those people on the team, but We've all been there, done that, of course, myself included, because it just seemed like there was nobody else. There's no one left. There's whatever. We're desperate. But like I said, those people will bring down your B and A players 
even the crew leader, if the crew leader is an A player, you know, if they think that 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 uh, they're beating their head against a wall, you're telling them, you know, we don't have any other choice. There's nobody else left. We just got to deal with it. And the crew leader is trying to turn that C player into a B player, and they realize that there's that they're just not capable of that. They're going to get frustrated as well, and and in certain respects, they might start dropping down to to a B player because they're just frustrated, and they're not at the top of their game anymore because they're stuck having to manage or lead these C players that aren't really the best and don't even want to be led, and it's very discouraging. So. You got to keep all that in mind. And that just is going back to trying to tie that back to, you know, you get more of what you got because those C players will attract more C players. <clears throat> and it will also bring your team down to a C player level, your A's and B's down to a C. So, or, you know, forbid it, you know, heaven forbid a D player, you know, like, so you got to be conscious of that too. So that's just another, another example that is really relevant. And I've been there, done that, unfortunately, as well. So, just some examples there, because as we're going into the spring season or wherever this is even, I don't, I've got so much content now out there, um, wherever this falls, whether it's, you know, beginning of this spring season, end of the spring season, regardless, it's, it's always going to be relevant to make sure that, you know, we, we, we are conscious of what we get more of, because we're going to have, we're going, we're going to, we're going to, what we have, be conscious of what we have because we're going to get more of that is what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that, throw this short and sweet episode in here just to uh, give some food for thought. I've, uh, this is something that I've struggled with over the years myself, and I, I know a lot of other folks have as well. I just wanted to give some some real examples there, maybe just put it in the forefront as we are you know busy and we have a lot going on and whether it's employees or services type of work, type of clients, right? If we have a lot of slow payers, then we're going to continue to get more slow payers because they all kind of know each other. Uh, you know, if, 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 if this, this can also kind of, this topic can also be worded, um, along the lines of, you know, you get what you accept or something like that. Uh, what, what is it? Hold on. I don't know. Maybe something like what you accept is what you should expect. You know, like meaning if you accept insubordination, you know, bad behavior from your team, then expect to get more of it. Um, if you expect to not get paid timely, I mean, if you accept not getting paid timely from your clients, then expect to not get paid timely from your clients and more new ones, meaning put best practices in place, you know, like, Hey, credit card on file. Sorry. That's our only option, blah, blah, blah. Like things so that you because that is now setting the expectation versus accepting, you know, the, the bad behavior, accepting the low, the, the slow payer, the slow no payers. You are setting the expectation. You are expecting to have a card on file and get paid immediately. That's what you are expecting. And then that's what you will accept. Nothing less than that. So it's kind of like, you know, reverse thinking there. Um, but it's the same kind of you know, like equals like attracts like type philosophy of, you know, if you, whatever you accept, you should expect to get more of. So, you know, just like the examples I, I said, there's, you know, more, more examples. Like if you accept faulty, you know, used beat up equipment that doesn't run well, well, expect it to break down and have a lot of downtime and be, you know, having long days and not getting everything done at the end of the week and being stressed out and, 
just expect that because you accepted, you know, your equipment not not being fixed up right, or you accepted your employees, your team using and abusing your equipment, not putting it away properly, not using it properly, not cleaning it properly, all these things that can, you know, not maintaining, not doing any maintenance on it um, timely, which is going to wear the equipment down. And if you accept that, then you're going to, you should expect the outcome of broken down equipment. So another kind of version of the whole, you, you get more of what you got type deal. Um, so, you know, also like, you know, be careful what you ask for all these kind of things, all these little rabbit holes, just some, just, just some food for thought there. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little tickle there in my throat. I definitely need to get a sip of water, I guess, after this, but we're, we're wrapping this one up anyway. Um, so just, just some food for thought there. Like I was trying to say for, for you guys to, um, go into the season, you know, making sure that you remember these things and don't get sidetracked, you know, overwhelmed, lost in the weeds, literally, in some cases, and forget about that, you know, like focus on, you know, what, how you want your business to be, how you want it to be run, the type of clients you want, the type of properties you want, type of equipment you want, type of team, if any, that you want to build, or if it's just yourself, how you want to be, how you want to be perceived, how, how are you carrying yourself, how, how, how do you look, how do you act, all these things, all that stuff, because you get more of what you already have, um, like attracts like all that stuff. So hopefully I'm not running too many circles around this topic here. And, and I, and I gave you guys some value on this nice short and sweet IBG episode, lots of guest episodes all over the place. We, I was able to go to all kinds of great, um, events, some of which I hosted myself, um, others that I was invited to be a part of, um, and got lots of great content with lots of great folks in the industry. So hopefully you've been enjoying that and will continue to enjoy that. And there, there's def, definitely a lot more to come as well. This is kind of a, a theme that I've been wanting to do for a while now. And my focus for this year for LCR Media is to really focus on more community networking events, more content creating events to ultimately create more content and to bring the community together so that we can learn and grow from and with each other uh, and just have a great time because if you know you know so as always thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast and thank you to you guys for listening to yet another episode until the next one this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off this has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.